the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. We all have developer horror stories from language barriers to bad code to developing on time. That's why I recommend using b7dev.com. They're affordable, fast, and more importantly, trustworthy. Go to b7dev.com. GamesBoost 42 helps you increase your revenue and grow faster without investors and publishers. Get access to your app store revenues faster and more importantly, keep 100% control of your company. Learn more at GamesBoost42.com. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com, the place you go when you want action-packed content related to helping you grow your app downloads and your revenues. And today I've got a phenomenal guest. I'm actually a user of the app and I'm working with Chandler, Chandler, full disclosure here. But at the same time, I started using the app. I was like, whoa, this really works. And I'll tell Dan the interview, what my experience was when I first had the app on when I was sleeping with it. And I was like having some weird ass dreams, but it was really, really cool. And I really wanted to talk to Dan, how he sort of took over the company, how he's able to grow it, and then everything else in between. So without further ado, let me introduce the guest. His name is Dan Clark. He is the CEO of Brain.fm. Go check it out, Brain.fm. They're going to give you mental states on demand. That's the branding, but it's going to really provide the music to help you focus. And I've been using it a lot, and I'm super excited to talk to Dan. So Dan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Dan, let's start from the beginning, man. So you were a user of the app. You found out about the app through... An app sumo deal, right? Yep. So correct me if I'm yep. okay. And you emailed them. What, what what were you saying to them? Yeah. So um, maybe to give the full perspective, it probably makes sense to back up and tell you about my personal life. So let's do it. I've always been in tech. I love technology. I love when I was 13 years old. I made my first website, and I was like, "There's someone in Japan that can see this if they somehow know what URL to go to," and I was hooked ever since. And um, what I started doing was using business and technology to help people achieve their goals and really go at it. And I started really going hard into, um, you know, building businesses and actually started being a digital director of a company. And then I hit this point where I said, you know what, I've optimized to make money. I've reached this point, but there's something got to be more than this, right? And um, it was right then when I was having this internal, like I need to do something that matters and, and, and helps people um, where I came across Brain FM for the first time. How old were you? And because you just hit 30 under 34. So I know how old you are right now, but like you were, you must've been, <laughs> you must've been really uh, young. <laughs> I think I was 26, 25. I was 25. Yep. So I was 25 as digital director of a company. I've always been bald. Right. So it's been super helpful. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I was doing this thing and, and I actually, um, you know, I hit this point where I was just like, I want to get back to my roots. So I'm Ziggory black belt in martial arts used to teach mm -hmm. kids on how to be their best self. And I wanted to get back into that, but I wanted to use technology to do that. So I had like this internal crisis going on where I'm like quitting my job and, and as a, you know, like a high paying job at a young age and, and trying to figure it out. My parents are telling me not to do it. And I um, also used to work um, late nights and that's an understatement. So I used to work from 10 PM to 4 AM 
because I used to find that was my magic flow zone that I could just do well at. And I did that while traveling around the world and by doing these different technology companies. And I, you know, quit this job, was looking for things. And like literally a couple of weeks later, I came across the AppSumo deal uh, for Brain FM. And I remember trying it and looking at it and was like, this is not real. This can't be real. I've, right. I've tried everything, but I've tried binaural beats before, you know, all this stuff. This is probably the same. And I was completely wrong. And I remember taking off the, my headphones for the first time and it was like 3 p.m. And I reached this flow state that I normally only hit at like two in the morning. And I was like, holy crap, this is something. And subsequently over the last, the next week, try to break it, figure it out that this actually is a thing because I tested it on myself first. Mm. Um, and then I emailed these people and saying, hey, um, I know how to do A, B, and C. You guys have this, you need help here. You need to build apps, you need to do this. Um, you know, let's get on the phone. Let's talk. I, I want to come work for you guys. Yeah. And um, I think eight emails later, um, I finally got their phone number. And then four email, four calls later, I finally got on the phone with them and basically said, you know, I believe in the company so much that I'll come work for free for you guys. Um, and let's do this. And I want to prove myself to you guys. Um, and that's really how it all started um, was just what this demand. What were you first doing though? Like when I first came in, uh, yeah. we basically, uh, you know, we didn't have an app at all. Yeah. Um, so we had a website that was serving stuff and, you know, I built apps before and I said, let's, let's, you know, fix some of the website. Let's make some of the changes and let's go all in on building some phone apps, um, for you guys. Nice. And then you, was it a cross platform? I know you use react native to build that first version. So you just, you just did cross platform. You kind of got it out in the app stores. Yeah, the, the whole idea was that, you know, we're, we're a growing company at the time. Um, we had all this demand for these apps and what is the fastest, easiest way to get started? And, um, you know, back then React Native was just starting to come on the, 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 the scope and, um, you know, you can figure it out one way and solve it for two, you know, Android and iOS. So that's why we, we picked that back then. I know you kind of covered this and I was kind of doing some research on you, listening to a few different episodes or podcast interviews you've done. Like, and I know you share this previously, but I think it's worth mentioning again, why not build? Because I know we have an audience of app creators here. We might hear your success story, but Dan, I can build that. You know, I can build mm -hmm. Brain FM. So why not build it by yourself? It's a great question. So the real technology of Brain FM is, is this neural pattern locking, this neural phase locking that we have. Um, and it's actually, it's, it, you know, it's patented. So we have these, all these like trade secrets and all these actual uh, ways that we create music. Mm -hmm. And it's something that, you know, as, as someone looking at where we have and, and kind of like this, this, um, this opportunity, like Brain FM is not just like music that we curate. It's this thing that has never really been done before. And I looked at it and said, okay, you're right. I could just build this thing, but you know, what are you going to do? Like a hundred K business, you know, like you're going to do this, but like the real thing I want to do is be part of something that is able to grow and use real science. And the more the company grows, the more we get to invest in science. And that was something that brain FM already started with some of their mission critical stuff. And I said, this is the culture that we want to have, you know, brain FM is you know, it's not about necessarily the business itself. It's more about the lives and the people that we can hit. Right. If I can help a hundred million people around the world be their best self on demand, that means something. 
Um, and I think I saw more opportunity by joining a, you know, a company that has the science and the technology um, rather than starting over myself. So you build that first iPhone app, you get it out there. And I know you've done a lot of different roles in marketing related. <laughs> yep. What comes next after that? Uh, yeah, let's see. I got to go back, back then. Um, so when we did that, I remember, uh, you know, we just sprinted to get this thing done. And it was one of those things where you can, you can do things fast with a bunch of bugs, yeah. or you can do things slow with, you know, less bugs. We picked the first route because, you know, we're still startup, uh, real early in the startup mode. And, um, at that time we basically queued it up with our big email list, right. From people that were starting to share us from big referrals. Um, and then we went right to product hunt and to, um, you know, different people that were, you know, affiliates or whatever. And we said, Hey, let's do this big organized push. Who can, who can we talk to on product hunt? Who can, who can hunt us? Who can we do on this? And, um, you know, we went down to picking the day of the month and, you know, what is the, um, the, not only the day of the month, like, like it's a Tuesday, right. but also like what is going on in the world at that time? Um, because you don't want to launch during Christmas, for example. Um, and we basically queued it all up and then set it to go live. How did that go? Uh, it went good. I mean, we, you know, we're still here now, so it's obviously some success there, right? Um, you know, doing it, we did, you know, find a bunch of bugs because we, we went through QA. We, we skipped the QA phase and we kind of went right into delivering it. Um, but it was really, really great because we have a lot of people that use Brain FM that are such um, huge, uh, you know, they shout from the rooftops, people, um, and uh, they really helped us uh, solve things. So I, we would have developers that are like, hey, you're doing this, 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 and this, and actually jump on calls and say, this is what you need to do to fix. So it was, it was a really, really great um, decision. What else did you bring to the table from a marketing and growth perspective? So that product hunt worked really well. And then now you're yep. fixing the bugs. I'm assuming that it already had the subscription stuff in that first version. Uh, yes, it had subscription when we launched for sure. Okay, yep. cool. Mm -hmm. So from a marketing perspective, like what comes next after that? So you get to these users, you're fixing the bugs. And then like, how are you continually growing this? Yeah, I mean, so there's a difference between, you know, back then and now, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I think one thing that has stayed the same is really investing in the product itself. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's something that um, we have continually done and, and are doing now. So, um, you know, the science is our core product and then with the music on top of that. And then we have like this wrapper, which is the phone application and things like that. What we've always done is first invest into the science and into the music because that's the most important thing. And I think by that is the reason why we're continuing to grow. Because if you make a product that you want to use, you're going to find other people, you know, like yourself, Steve, that uses this and tells people about it. Yeah. And I think that with so much stuff that's populating the landscape, there, you know, like if you search for focus, relax, sleep apps, there's thousands of them, right? Right. But it's about the ones that 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 actually work that people feel and can see that those are the ones that share and, and are used and, and, and grow by that. I like that. The the what was I wanting to talk about too? One of the things that you kind of mentioned during this is like how you sold. So like back to your martial mixed martial arts days, you're teaching these these kids how to sell too. And then it's like really believing in what you're selling. But like, how do you get people who might be like, for, for me in the beginning, I was like, do I really want to pay for an app that, you know, for me, what I used to use was Spotify and I use acapella. I, mm -hmm. I was listening to like, was instrumentals of popular music. 
And so that would be my playlist when I was working and trying to focus. But how do you get people to be like, look, I'm already doing this and I get this for free on Spotify. How am I going to pay for this? Even though you believe in this, Dan, and you believe what you're selling, like, how do you get people to be like, okay, well, I'm going to fork over some money to actually get this music? Yeah, great question. Um, I think I just think of the aha moment that Facebook has, right? So like Facebook had, hey, if you have seven friends on this platform, you're going to stay. Our, our number is if you listen to two tracks of Brain FM, mm. right, for at least 10 minutes or longer, and you actually can feel the effects, our conversion rate doubles from the time of just coming to the website to the time of actually staying. And that is our biggest thing. So a lot of the stuff, once people come into our system and they try us, a lot of our stuff is, is, is having really great, you know, emails that just communicate like, hey, this is probably what you're thinking right? That this is like just music, but it's actually more than that. And instead of, you know, screaming at people about our science, we just gently suggest that, you know, hey, there is something here. Try this out for yourself. Try it this way. Um, and I think that because we, you know, I look at selling as a process, not an event. Yeah. Um, it's more of a, um, okay, are you ready for this? Or are you just getting your feet wet? Because some people come to us and they, you know, they come from referral and you're like, it doesn't matter what it costs, buy them. It'll 10 X your productivity and people buy literally before they try their first session. And then you have other people that try us. They, you know, they, they, they've never even heard of functional music before. And they're like, I don't know. And then they maybe get like, they write into customer support to try like a trial again and reset their trial. Mm -hmm. And then they buy. So you get, you know, two opposing ends. And I think because we're not just trying to like get people in, give them 40% off and have them buy, it allows us to be really integral with our vision. And it also allows us to um, capture people when they're ready, if that makes no. sense. Yeah, it does. And I think the, what I also want to talk to you about is you run your own companies. So you had that experience. What, for, I guess the first part of the question would be like, was it hard to be like, you know what, I'm going to go in and work for somebody again, rather than just do my own thing. Was that hard for you? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I think yes and no. Um, I think whenever you're you're working with a team, uh, so whenever you're working with a team and you're you're you have to, right? So like Brain FM is bigger than me. It's bigger than me coding in my in my house and and working and doing a little bit of everything. And it is challenging because you have to give up control and you have to you have to trust people and then you have to like figure out systems and, and ways to like be able to um, not just trust people like because they say they can do something, but like slowly give them the ability to earn that and then take it over. And then they're telling you what to do, you know, instead. Um, that is extremely difficult, I think, to transition to. Um, and, and that's something that I'm still learning, to be completely honest. Um, you know, we have 22 people now here at Brain FM. Um, so it's a lot different than when we were just four people, yeah. but, um, it's something that is, is always like a self, like, um, growth, uh, thing as like a leader, or if you're a founder listening to this, um, I think it's also easy though, too, on the other way, because it allows you to like focus on what you're really good at. Um, and, and there's obviously always, you know, pluses advantages to every situation, but the way I look at it is that. The stuff that I'm really good at is technology, right? Is vision. Like what can we become in these crazy ideas that I'm like, hey, science, let's figure out how to make this work. And then we figure it out, you know, things like that. 
um, and like some of the branding stuff, which I'm really excited. We're getting ready to do a refresh. Um, but then I allow other people to come in like that I just don't know, or I can hire people that have the expertise, you know, like lawyers and things like that. Um, and I think that um, it just really depends on, on what your end all goal is. Um, what are you actually trying to build? Are you trying to build a business that um, is a lifestyle business? Or are you trying to build a business that can grow beyond you? And that's the first thing you should ask yourself before deciding whether to work with you know, other people. How did you decide that? Um, I, so I've done both. Um, I have you know, worked for people and, and for myself. I looked at really where Brain FM is and where I saw the opportunity. You know, I think I think the opportunity for Brain FM is to help 100 million people, like I was saying. Um, and I know that I can't do that by myself, and I need people, and we need to create a company that um, you know people want to come work for. You know, and and it's exciting. And um, it was actually you know no pun intended, but like a no brainer um, to create a team and to jump on because um, some things are bigger than just one person. I know one of the sayings, you know, it's a very popular saying, the people who, you know, what got you here won't get you to that next step. And the people who might have mm -hmm. started the company might not take it to the next level. What do you think you brought that maybe the original founders didn't see in the pivotal moment that you made? You're like, hey, I brought this, this big idea, this vision to Brain FM that maybe was missing, that maybe stunted the growth. Hmm, good question. I don't know if I necessarily brought anything different um, as in a large scope of, of, of anything, um, maybe it was more like a completed picture of, of the full, like the steps to get there. Mm. Um, you know, I think one of the, the challenges is working with, you know, multiple people is um, when you disagree and you hit this impasse and unless you have a structure and a system designed before things get tough, it can get challenging. So, you know, if any advice I would say is always have some kind of a, a agreements, even if it's like, it doesn't have to be lawyer, like like on a napkin or just so, you know, hey, we always tell the truth here. Hey, we're always showing up in meetings on, on time, you know, things like that, right. it's always helpful. Um, but yeah, I think my thing was, it's just like full belief. Um, what was really cool as an outsider who, who wasn't the founder of the company, um, I think I saw and I, I, I was like, cool, I didn't spend my time in thinking about the idea. I spent all my time thinking about how to complete the idea. Mm. And um, it's that drive and that passion, I think that, you know, I bring and I say, okay, cool. This is a great, this is a great start. You know, let me finish this race and, and, and dive in. And that's, you know, what I'm committed to doing here. Well, I asked this because I, I have this self-doubt sometimes of like, okay, Steve, I think I'm really good. If I was like self-analyzing myself, I think I'm really yeah, good at starting stuff. Right? Like, you should brag maybe... on yourself for a second. What's that? <laughs> I said, you, I want to hear you brag on yourself. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm good at starting stuff, but I might not yeah. be the person to take it to the next level. Yeah, like yeah, Dan yeah. is good yeah. at. And so like, how did you complete the circle? How did you see where it was going and how, you know, like take me into your thought process while you have brain FM playing, like what is going on in your brain that says, yeah. okay, here's the well, cool vision. You know what, let me actually, I think what would be better is let me tell you why I just brought recently on a CUO. So we actually work with Chandler. Yep. Um, and uh, I, we hit this point where, you know, BrainFM is growing and has been growing, but it hasn't been 10 exit, right? Which is what we need to do to the 100 million mark because that's, that's in our mission vision. Like everyone in the company knows it and that's what we're moving towards. And, you know, I reached this point where I said, okay, you know, we've been trying really hard. I feel like we've been punching against this wall but there's something blocking us. 
And um, it actually was this, this, this point where I realized that I am really good at, you know, A, B, and C and how I, I, I need more people that are really good at A, B, and C or D, E, and F. Right. And what I need to do is, is be open to giving up control to getting more results and, and you know, what we want. And um, I started looking for people and I started looking for a CEO, let's see, in, um, I would say March, actually, when, when, you know, COVID hit and all that stuff. And it took me until like probably six or seven months to find the right person. And it was, I really became super clear on what I needed for that person. Like, what am I really good at? And also, what do I want to do? And then what is the other thing that we, I need? And I started talking to people and interviewing people and things like that. And I came into Chandler, who's this firecracker of a person, has so much energy. Um, totally. And we we ended up uh, really agreeing from a value position of, of this is why BrainFM exists. This is why I'm here. Hey, you're here for the same reason. Great, let's do this. Yeah. Um, so I think it really comes down to, uh, you know, when you have, when you start recognizing things of like, okay, this is my goal. Are you hitting it or you're not? Mm. And then you have to see the gap. And sometimes the gap isn't outside. It's actually in ourselves. And I think once you start opening up to saying, Hey, well, you know what, maybe there's people actually better at me than this. You know, like I, I pride myself as being a technologist. Like I said, said before, like I, I, you know, used to make MySpace backgrounds for uh, pretty girls in class when I was 13. Um, but uh, I know that I'm not the best, you know, and I know that now when I, I can admit that to you and to other people and I can say, I need help. Who wants to help me and who wants to help the vision? That's when the door started opening up and that people like Chandler and some other amazing developers and, and other just people that we have joined the team is really taking brain FM to the next level to get us closer to the vision that we, we we're out to do. I know a story that I loved hearing from you was your trip to Australia and how that really opened your eyes because what were you going through that at that time? And that sort of led to this like aha breakthrough moment for you. Uh, yeah. I mean, so I went to Australia, um, because, um, let's see, I was, I was going to open up a martial arts school, right. Um, and it ended up not working out. And one of my goals for the entire, like for just, um, you know, living was to stand on the other side of the world. Mm. Um, and I went from opening up a martial arts school to then not working out to three weeks later, standing in Sydney, Australia. And it really opened up my world to, you know, just what is possible. And the, the only limits that we, like, I never thought I was going to be able to stand on the other side of the world. And then I was, and I was like, wow, if I can do this, what else can I do? Mm -hmm. And, um, and yeah, I think that started really like removing like limits um, because the true limit, the true thing I like saying is like, you know how your mom always says like, you do anything you want. Yeah. She's actually right. But as we get <laughs> older, we kind of stop believing in that. So and I think it just comes down to like remembering that, like, you know, you can plan anything in five years from now. It just comes down to, can you chart the way through the woods to be able to get to the, the place you want to go? 
I love that. And I love that sentiment. You kind of made it possible. Like you, you are living this, like anything was possible. You started out with the company working for free, building that first iPhone app to now being the CEO and running this enormous company. What have you learned along the ways from being, you know, running a business on your own that was sort of a lifestyle business to now a really legitimate, and you, you share the numbers, whatever you want to share, but a really legitimate business. What have you learned along the ways? Yeah, so lots of things. I, I think, you know, one thing I was just, you know, opening up and talking about was, um, you know, being vulnerable, right? Being open and, and also admitting that, um, you know, that you need help. Um, I think that's something that's, it's really hard to do, especially coming from um, being a sole person yeah. And then being able to admit it, uh, admit that you need help. And I think that the thing I've learned in that is that it's not weakness. It's actually an incredible strength to ask for help because then you just cut through all of the pain that you, you know, are going to learn otherwise. So I think that's one big thing, especially in like startup land where people, um, you know, they, they want, they need to know everything. Sometimes we don't. And I think that's important to know. Um, I think another thing I've learned too is, is, is actually doing less, but doing it deeper. So, you know, when you're in, 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 you know, startups and you're starting out, you have this idea and then this idea starts morphing into, um, other things. And then you start getting customers and they're like, what about this? What about that? What about this? And you try to make everyone happy. And there has to be a certain point where you start saying, okay, well, this is where we are right now. We're still experimenting. Okay, cool. We got it. Let's commit to this for six months or whatever it may be. And let's only do this and make and do it instead of doing 10 things, 10% effective. Let's do this one thing as well as we can do it as a hundred percent. And then coming up for air and say, okay, now we're six months. Okay. Should we keep going or should we pivot again? And I think the less you pivot, but still being open to pivoting, um, is super important lesson that, you know, I would share with any, any person. Um, and then I think, um, you know, just being kind to yourself, you know, we don't always hit the success that we have in the time frame that we, we do. Um, and I think that realizing that the only race you're in is against yourself, um, is, is something that's super important and you should treat yourself, um, um, you know, with, with, uh, with kindness, because, um, you know, you, this is a challenging thing that you're doing. Um, and you said a saying earlier, I tell you one of mine, my, one of my favorite sayings, if it was easy, then everyone would do it. Right. Yeah. Right. Hey, Dan, the, when you said, Hey, if we can get people to listen to two sessions about a little bit longer than 10 minutes, was it just because you have all these scientists on your team that kind of figure (laughs) out with that number? Like, how did you guys come up with that number? Uh, so we have um, analytic tools. So we use Amplitude inside the company um, in our in our apps. We also use like Google Analytics, things like that. Um, and we track, you know, what people are, are doing. So um, how long are they, you know, what screens are they touching, right? But also um, what, what screens and what things that they're doing lead to, you know, buying habits or churn or, you know, good customer support tickets or, um, not yet customer support tickets that are happy, but we're going to make them happy, you know, things like that. And then, you know, through all that stuff, we, we have a bunch of data and we say, okay, cool. How do we look at patterns? How do we find these? And then how do we, um, you know, make some small changes to our apps and our marketing and our messaging to be able to, um, you know, help people find the process that, oh, wow, this is amazing. Um, 
you know, because it's not a trick. It's it's just a okay, cool. I know the maze, right? And I just have to help people go through the maze because a lot of people get lost along the way. Anything on the marketing end that's working really well for you guys? Um, I think the biggest thing has always been referrals for us. Um, it's really making it easy for people to refer. Um, really, um, you know, making a great product so people do that. Yeah. Um, you know, other things that are really good for marketing for us is, um, you know, big partnerships that, you know, we have. So we're, we have like title music and things like that that are great. Um, but I think on the smaller end, um, you know, one thing that we always do that I don't think we'll ever stop is just always be testing, you know? Mm -hmm. So we're always doing, you know, hey, okay, Snapchat, it's a thing. Let's try it. Okay, it doesn't work. That's fine. You know, oh, or this, so like one of the things that we're doing right now that we didn't think was going to work was LinkedIn. And we're finding some really great success there. And now we're doubling down on that. And I think always being open to new ideas, but also knowing, you know, again, what are we going to focus on is a very challenging thing to grasp. But then once you still, you start getting it, it makes it a lot easier. What's working on LinkedIn? Um, you know, just LinkedIn ads and, you know, talking about like, Hey, um, jumping into focus, focus on demand, things like that. Sort of makes That's sense when you think, well. when you take a step back, you're like that is your audience, right? Like it's professional. They want to be low focused. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've done LinkedIn in the past. We probably did it like six, seven months ago. Didn't work. And then what we said is, okay, we're not going to do that. Let's come back to it. And now it is working. So, you know, there's probably different things in politics as well as, you know, where things are going. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it does make sense. Um, and, and, uh, that's what we're, we're, uh, doubling down on because of it. Is there anything tactically that's working from a referral perspective? Because, you know, everybody says it and they, they want to build this product. It's going to go viral. Like people are going to share it everywhere. But like, I always feel like sometimes I love the product, but it's going to take me a little bit something to actually be like, hey, you know, you should use this product too. Are you doing anything in the app or anything on the web? And from a marketing perspective, be like, hey, Steve, I know you love the app. How do I get you to share more? So I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to make sure that you're actually sharing that with your friends. Yeah, so, you know, to be completely honest, our app um, isn't, it, our in-app referral stuff isn't probably the best. Um, we're getting ready for a refresh. It's going to make it easier. Um, but I think the, the biggest thing on how we have referrals is, is, again, making the science, like the core value of the company, really good. So we actually have the effects, and then you actually want to share it because if people don't like using the app, they're not going to share it. You know, like and, and, and if I have a Dropbox model or, or whatever, no one... It doesn't matter unless the app actually does what it says it's going to do. Yeah. Um, and then I think another thing too that we've done is um, we have like a concierge um, at Brain FM. We just reach out to people and we just ask them how they're doing, how are things are going, and we ask them to refer people. Um, and that's something that you know, do we have trackable things? Do we have you know all of this stuff? Some it's not perfect. But we allow people to um, to learn feedback from them and ask for referrals, and it does it does actually a huge lift to um, people that try Brain FM for the first time. Yeah, I, I got a past guest and somebody we've been working with. He does the same thing on Instagram, where people you know follow, and he's like, "Hey, have you tried out our app?" And then they say, "Yeah." You know, he has a systemized way of being like, they tried out the app, they love the app. They've done a workout, they ask for a review, and that just sort of mm -hmm. obviously helps everything else. And so, is it trackable? Probably not, but you know, like it does feel more special when somebody's like constantly asking, "How you doing? Is this working out for you?" So I love that. I think that's actually one of the hidden things that a lot of people skip over because um, because we're technologists and every there's so much data always. It's like okay, well, 
how am I going to do this if I can't track it? Right. Right. <laughs> but like 30 years ago when they did newspaper ads, they couldn't track that either, but businesses grew, you know? So <laughs> right. I think, you know, there's just something that you have to know. Um, you know, some things are not trackable, but they still do work. Yeah. I love it, man. Anything I miss that you want to make sure we cover? I think we covered a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm really happy to share this. I mean, I think that the biggest thing I always like to close on is if, you know, you're in the weeds and, and you're in your, you're working, you're hustling to something that you believe in, um, you know, that it just comes down with time, you know, and, and, and being and putting the work in, um, you know, you will figure it out as long as you, you know, are working smart and, 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 you know, open to, you know, all the different possibilities, you know, and, um, I just think it really comes down to the drive that people have. Um, you know, it, it's a hard thing that we're doing. Um, but at the end of the day, um, you know, if you believe in it, it's probably worth doing. Yeah. I love it. Actually, Dan, let me throw you a curveball and see if you can, you know, sure. I know from knowing a little bit about your background, you're probably more very systemized. Dude. Is there, is there like an automated process that you're really proud of? You're like, Hey, when I do this, like this has saved me so much time because I used to do X, Y, and Z. And I, I could give you an example as you think about it, but like when I would try to schedule calls with potential clients and I was just like, forget, I don't want to do this anymore. And I hated saying the first two minutes of like saying, who, what's your background? Right? And I was like, oh, I'm doing this because I batch all my calls and I was like, I'm doing this every single call. Right. And so I just yeah. created the video and said, here's my two minute spiel. And then when somebody schedules a call through like Calendly and I use schedule once and I'm using Zoom AI, they go, thanks for scheduling call. Here's a quick little video about me. Cause I want to focus all our call on you so that I don't have to start mm -hmm. repeating myself, but I'm pretty proud of that process. What do you have a system like that, that you're pretty proud of and it doesn't have to be business. It could be just life in general. I'll drop two, I guess, secrets that I use. Um, so one is uh, I use Firefly's AI. I was showing you this in the call earlier. Um, so it's just this like bot that follows me around on Zoom. And what's awesome about it is it's a note taker. And then you just set it up and it tags different words. And then it puts my whole conversation in Slack for me. So then I can search through, oh, you know, I was talking to someone about AppMask, you know, like this. And I would search it and it would just come up. So that's wicked cool to have. And I highly encourage people to record things. Um, it just takes things off your mind because then I don't have to remember what we said in our calls. I can just look it up. Um, so that's something that's huge. Um, and then the second thing is I would just say on a personal note is every day I start journaling and I ask myself two questions. I say, what do I need to do today? Makes today successful. And then what's on my mind? And I only spend maybe 10 minutes answering both of those bullet points only. And it helps tremendously when you're trying to juggle seven different things or, or whatever. And you can also look back and say, hey, did I finish all this stuff? Um, I think that journaling um, is really overlooked on how powerful it can be. Yeah, could agree with you more on journaling. What do, what do you typically write on what's on your mind? Is that personal stuff? Is it business stuff or? Everything. Yeah. yeah. So I, <laughs> I, yeah, so I'll do, you know, what I believe is, is uh, just like brain dumping. Yeah. Um, because our brains are computers, right? And you, if, you, if you're stressed out and you're thinking about anything, it's taking up some of your RAM. So when you put it down somewhere, it gives you this ability to like release it for a little bit. Um, and then it lets you do what you need to do. So I will, if I have a lot of personal stuff, I'll put personal bullet. And then underneath that, I'll just write everything. Mm -hmm. And then I'll write business stuff. I just, what I try to do before I start my day is everything that i'm thinking like the weird dream i had everything i put on an uh, on, a, on a pad of paper or online or whatever and then i can just 
you know, go in as an empty slate and, and, and do what I need to do. Yeah. I love it, man. Well, Dan, this has been absolutely amazing, but let's go to the big finish besides brain FM. Give us one other app that we should definitely check out. Uh, so you should definitely check out the fireflies app. Um, that app. is awesome. And then let me just look real quick. Um, I, I've been doing all of my journaling in Rome research lately. Um, it's wicked cool. I Rome like it research? because it, is that what it's called? Rome research. Yeah. Right. So it's like, it's kind of like notion, but it's, um, it's a board that you can tag in thoughts. Right. And then anytime I ever mention a keyword, I can see it across all of my different journaling things. So it's, it's really powerful because if I write Steve Young and then I write it seven times over the year, I can click your, your name and it'll show me every single time. And every day I mentioned it and you know, the things on my mind or, you know, whatever in that, in that copy, it's really cool. Well, for the listener, it's R O A M like roaming around trying to find different things. I put R O M E. Yeah. Just so you know, what's a yeah. lesson that took you the hardest to learn? Um, I think it's just the thing I, I was focused on earlier is, is asking for help faster. You know, the, the sooner you ask for help, the sooner you get it. <laughs> Love it, man. Well, the website and the app is Brain FM. Just search for Brain FM in your favorite app store or go to brain.fm.com. Look, I'm a believer in this product. If you use it for twice, at least 10 minutes, <laughs> you will see the improvements. I've actually slept with it too. Dan, I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. Like I had some massive deep sleep while using the app and having it in the background. So I highly, highly recommend it. It actually is the app that I use when I'm working all the time now. And I just switched over from the instrumentals, top instrumentals on Spotify. But Dan, if the audience wants to follow up with you in any other way, do you want to send them anywhere else? Uh, you know what? Just shoot me a message. Uh, you can you can always reach out. It's Dan at Brain FM. Happy to happy to you know reach out with with and, and talk. Um, and otherwise, yeah, try try Brain FM out and let me know what you think. Yeah, it is a product that I absolutely use and love. Dan, thank you so much for coming on and doing this. Yeah, my pleasure. Glad to be here. Thank you all for listening. I'll see you on the next chat. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.